Blog Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part, intimate true stories about the end of life, afterlife, and more. Call in to share your own story on the air. The number is 516-666-9881. I'm Dave Maroff, and welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Here are your co-hosts, Summer Bacon and Liz Johnson. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. From wherever you're listening in the world, welcome to Until Death Do Us Part. Live from Sedona, Arizona, I'm Summer Bacon. And I'm Liz Johnson. We are the proud sponsors of Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary in Picture Rocks, Arizona. Please visit their website, www.hoofs.org. So welcome. Um, we're going to be talking about family uh, because we're coming up on Thanksgiving here in America. I don't know. If anybody else is going to be celebrating overseas, uh, but this is an important time of the year here for us uh, where we give thanks for uh, our country, for our families, for the gifts of, of life and the presence of those that we love. And sometimes those people who we love are not with us anymore necessarily in the physical body, but they do tend to show up around the holidays. And we're curious about whether or not this has happened to you. And it may not be a Thanksgiving holiday necessarily if you're living in Greece or South Korea or someplace else. It could be another holiday that's very special and precious to you where uh, family members who are on the other side may make their presence known in mysterious and beautiful ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you um, have a question, if you have a story to share, please call us at 516 666 9881. Please know that your calls are answered in the order that they are received, and we really appreciate your patience while we are waiting to put you on the air. Um, right now, we're going to go to another short commercial break. We will be right back. Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary is deeply committed to the animals who come here in need. They're either abused, abandoned, orphans, and sometimes just old and worn out, those who have no other options. But we see value in each of God's creatures. We give them a safe, happy life with friends, family, vet care, and great food. One thing they all have in common is everybody else gave up. But we need your help. We're a 501c3 nonprofit charity, and we need your donations to continue helping the animals who need us. Please visit Hoofs and Horns Farm Sanctuary on Facebook or hoofsandhornsfarm.org. Thanks so much. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. And today we're talking about all the different ways that our family, friends, pets, all those who are on the other side, make their presence known during this special time of year. Yeah, and uh, uh, I know that uh, some of you may have loved ones who give signals from the other side. Um, we're curious to hear about how they might give you a signal that they are there, something that maybe you came up with before they even passed away, that you have a, a deal that they're going to show up by showing feathers or a cardinal might show up or a butterfly at a particular time. That's not just a normal time for a cardinal or a butterfly or a, a feather to show up. So if you have any of those stories, we'd love to hear from you. Um, so 
my mom uh, recently showed up uh, and uh, was really quite an amazing experience because I was unpacking a couple of boxes that I haven't looked at since about 2009 and um, going through them. And I found a couple of things that were really significant in my life. And one of them was a, it might sound silly, but it's about 54 years old, this, this item. And it was a cinnamon sugar shaker that is uh, yellow and it is shaped like a cat. And my brother and I used to take this cinnamon sugar shaker in the morning on Saturday morning. And when my parents were sleeping and, and uh, we would use it and make rye toast and with butter and we'd shake cinnamon sugar on there while we're watching cartoons and we ate lots and lots of it, (laughs) but it was like our thing together. And it was really uh, symbolic of our, the fun that we had together when I was growing up, my older brother. And um, the other thing I found was a book called the mystery of the pantomime cat. And this was one in a series of books that my brother had purchased when we were in England, when we were very young, I was 10 and he was 12. And I remember he brought those books home and everybody was like, oh, your brother's such a great reader. He loves to read. And I wasn't much of a reader, but I was, so I was a little jealous. And so I took this one book and I decided I'm going to read this book and prove to the world that I can read a, read a full book too, like this. And (laughs) so I read the mystery of the pantomime cat and I loved it so much that I kept it (laughs) and I kept it all these years, apparently (laughs) the book that belongs to my brother and had real significance. It's just a sort of a good memory of being in England and, and uh, having a great time with our family. So I took these two items and I set them down and I thought the thoughts coming to me that I need to give these to my brother for his birthday, which is right before Thanksgiving. And I'm thinking, no, these are mine. (laughs) I want to keep these. And I'm not usually all that into uh, material things, but I decided I wanted to keep them. So I, I set them down and I hear my mom who is on the other side now, she's been, she passed away in 2012. She said to me, I would love for you to give those to him. And I was like, yeah, let me think about it. So I went about my week and I was working upstairs and and doing my job and and just doing basic work. And all of a sudden I hear my mom say, Sammy, you need to go downstairs and get those items and, and wrap them because these are for your brother. And I said, and she said, I want to give them to him for his birthday. I was and I was like, "Whoa, okay, I'll do that." So I went downstairs and I I got the got the two items and she said, "I want you to wrap it with a ribbon, which was really my mom's style, like an actual fabric ribbon." And so I thought, "I don't have fabric ribbons in the house." And then I remembered that something that I had purchased online came with a ribbon and I had played with my cat with it. It had a few holes in it and I had thrown it into my tool bin of all places, a strange place to put it, but I did. And so I went and I got it and it was a yellow ribbon. Well, the, the cat uh, cinnamon sugar shaker is yellow. The mystery of the pantomime cat book is yellow. And that's a cat thing too. And then I have this cat toy that I'm wrapping it with. And I'm thinking (laughs) this is getting really wild. So, um, so it's on its way right now. So hopefully my brother is not listening to the show today (laughs) because I just, if he is, I just spoiled his gift, but uh, what I did is I wrote a letter to him and he knows what kind of person I am and the, the kinds of things that I experience. And I wrote to him about this and I said, this is, this is from mommy to you. And then I signed it love summer and I love Sunny. And when I went to sign love, all of a sudden my hand, I swear 
it was the strangest thing. It felt like it wasn't my hand. And all of a sudden this L comes, comes curly cueing out of my, my pen. And I don't do curly cue L's. I, even when I'm handwriting, I, I do just like a regular L, just a straight line L. And my hand did this curly cue L. Well, my mom's name was Lisa. And the way that she would write L's was the old fashioned curly Q L and it's curled at the top and at the bottom. And I knew that she had, she had signed that and it was really beautiful. So that is an awesome yeah. story. I know. And awesome thank story. you. And I know that you have a, a, something that happened with you recently. Yeah, I did. Um, my dad passed away six years ago and my father and I were very close in life and we shared a similar sense of humor and enjoyed similar things. And I was just really missing him. And I've asked and asked and asked my father to come and visit me, but he's obviously very busy on the other side and doesn't always uh, come at my beck and call, shall we say. So I posted uh, a brief message on Facebook, on my Facebook page on the anniversary of his death Mm -hmm. and just shared a few things that I missed about him. And the picture of him and you. Oh, my gosh, what a beautiful photo. It was uh, we were in Yellowstone. Uh was one of dad's favorite places to visit. So oh. after my mom passed away, we took dad there on a little trip. Oh. So um, he was so funny. He had a, I'm going to digress here for a second. He mm-hmm. had a little scooter that yeah. we rented for him because he couldn't walk any real distance. And man, we had to run to keep up with him as he oh. was going around the geyser <laughs> base. And I was like, dad, dad, slow down. You know? <laughs> it's a up scooter. Yeah, he, 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 looked, he looked so happy in that photo. It was um, so wonderful to see. He was all that in a bag of chips. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, after I posted uh, uh, that little memento on Facebook, uh, before I went to bed that night, I just said, Dad, I would really, really love if you could come and visit mm-hmm. um, just for a moment. And about three o'clock in the morning, I was in that, I call it the twilight zone mm-hmm. because I am not asleep, but I am not awake. And I hear my dad singing the lullaby to me that he sang to me when I was a little girl. Oh. And it was so sweet. And I said, ah, oh, Dad. I love when you used to sing, it was called, I called it the Bunka Bunka song. I won't go into why I called it that. But, <laughs> but he, would, he would sing me this song every night when he would rock me to sleep. And we, you know, we, for about 10 or 15 minutes, we just reminisced about some of my favorite childhood memories. Mm-hmm. And at the very end, he just gave me a big hug and, you know, says, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And, and uh, he says, I'll come back and see you again soon, I promise. Wow. So it was wonderful. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because you know, I just told a story about my mom telling me to go downstairs, decide to go get those items for my brother. And you tell this story about your dad comes to you, you're reminiscing about your childhood. Um, he gives you a big hug. And, and some people who are listening might be thinking, what? How does, how can that happen? And how do you know that's not your your imagination making it up? Right, and that it's that you're it's just because you're wistful and you miss your mommy or your your daddy and and so you're you're making this stuff up. But I I just have to say that there is something about the way that our loved ones and others communicate from the other side that when it happens to you, it's experiential, and it is so clear that it is not your 
imagination. It is not you making it up. I was working. I wasn't thinking about my mom in the least in that moment. And I was just having my usual frustrations with the computer and all of that. And then mom comes up and catches me off guard and says, you need to go downstairs now. And it's like, wow, that's out of the blue. And I can hear it. And it sounds like her. It's in my head. Sometimes I've heard her outside of my head, but it's in my head, but it's clearly distinct distinctly not me thinking it right exactly and the conversation is a conversation yeah yeah you know it's it's not like I'm well and then my dad would say this mm-hmm. you know it, it was a conversation you're laying there passively real. listening to him exactly or actively listening to him and and the hug is physical yeah I yeah. can feel it it's mm-hmm. not I'm making this up right it's an energy that is just it, his presence is there yeah you cannot deny it so, um, I, so oh. anyway, no, go ahead. No, it's okay. We, we both have so many stories to tell and so many things to share. We do. Uh, but we do have a caller from area code 928. And. Okay. Sorry, we're having a little technical difficulty here. Just one second here. Hi, area code 928. Hello. You're on the air. Hello. Hi. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I am just wonderful, and I just wanted to share with you that um, it hasn't happened this year, but uh, a lot of times around the, the holidays and really a, a few times throughout the year, my wife that passed away about 14 years ago, she I have, will have a dream, and it's so vivid, it is unbelievable. I mean, I thought I was awake, and she was still alive. And, you know, it seemed to be that everything, every time I have that dream, it seems like it's just Hello. Real. It's a, oh, hello. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it it just seems so real. So it's just amazing how vivid it is. And yeah. like I'm not really dreaming. I'm actually awake and and you know, it's it's I can't emphasize how much it seems how how real it it seems. No, that's so, that's really beautiful. Is it so? It's physically real. Uh, do you have you ever gotten yes, a hug from her? Very. Yes, actually, yes. I've I've gotten, you know, had physical contact, and and um, it's um, yeah, just as if she's actually still alive. So wow. it, And have we have conversations and everything? I don't remember any of them specifically, but uh, yep, it's happened several times. So yeah, definitely. You know when it's not a dream, when it's actually really uh, some sort of contact. Yeah. So, and then you exactly. wake up and you're like, darn. And I'm just curious because I know that I've had those experiences too. And I think that there is something so um, amplified about those experiences, if that makes sense. It's, it's like you're with your loved one. And, and yet it is beyond the the planet Earth of what you would feel even with that person on Earth. It's it's almost amplified. The love is magnified. Mm-hmm. The the physical sensation of being with them is is magnified because you're meeting in, on a different plane. I think sometimes is that does does that resonate? Yes. Yep. It does. It does actually seem more. Well, it it just seems more real than life. Yeah. You know, yeah. To me. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that a yeah. funny thing to say? It feels more real, real than, than life, life, but it, yeah. really, it really does. Yeah. Well, this is just a dream, so. 
Yeah, that's really, really well stated. I like that a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story. Absolutely. You are so welcome. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Well, you know, and it, and it's interesting. Um, you know, my, my dad's birthday is December 19th. So it's right before Christmas Uh and for his 90th birthday, we had a huge family party, and I mean huge because I have a big family, and <laughs> <laughs> I think my brother and his family are just like 50 people, just them, but um, wow, we decided to do a family photo, and so we got everybody assembled, and, and it was just dad and myself and my two brothers and my sister, and lo and behold, in one of the pictures, there are two orbs. Oh. And those of you who are familiar with orbs know that those are usually um, signs that loved ones are there. Mm-hmm. Their energy is there. They want to be present. And my mother's orb was right over my sister's head. And we had a brother that died as a baby. Mm. And his orb was right over my oldest brother's head. Oh, wow. And it was just the coolest thing. It's like they showed up. They wanted to be part of the family photo. Yeah. Yeah, but they were, you know, again, it was right before Christmas and we're all kind of, it's a happy, sad type of uh, feeling. And it was just so affirming to me that they are still with us, that they wanted to be a part of the celebration. Did your family uh, see the orbs and agree or was that just you who knew and saw it? And was anybody else in the family uh, blown away by that? Well, we didn't get the pictures back until after after the fact. And, of course, right. I made sure to send it out to everybody uh-huh. via email. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> Mom and Joe are in the picture. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think some of them thought I had lost my mind, and others of them were <laughs> thinking, oh, that's really cool. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, but again, you know, they're just, letting us know that they're around. Right. You know, it, uh, I, I encourage anybody who's listening, if you have dearly departed loved ones and pic- pictures of the family af- at the memorial service, you might want to go grab them, uh-huh. look at them, and see <laughs> if you see anything unusual in there. That would be really interesting, because if you do, then you can call in on one of our radio shows and share with us about what you found. That would be really fun. Go on a little little treasure hunt with the old photos. <laughs> because the same thing happened to me um, when my mom passed away in 2012. We had a uh, we took her ashes out uh, to to uh, spread her ashes, and my sister-in-law was there, and uh, let's see, my daughter, my my dad, me, and my brother, and so my sister-in-law was taking photographs of the moment where we're throwing the ashes, and and my brother and I said, oh, let's do a photo of us throw let's throw the ashes at the same time, and then my sister-in-law went to snap the photo. And on the way there, I was telling them, because, of course, again, they know who I am and the kind of things that I believe in, even if they don't necessarily, you know, agree or concur sometimes, <laughs> but, but they're very forgiving of who I am. <laughs> and um, and I, I had said to them, I said, there's going, I said, just make, you know, make sure that you, you look in those photographs for the possibility of an orb showing up. My mom's going to show up in some way, shape or form. So my brother and I, on the count of three, we threw the ashes up, and I guess I had them in my left hand. He had his in his right hand, so we were and we were shoulder to shoulder, and we threw them up. And so in the photograph, you can see the ashes going up into the air, and they actually peak almost like you know at a V, 
And at the very top of that V, there's an orb. And oh, it, wow. was, it was absolutely, there was no questioning. And I'm telling you, when we say an orb, it's not like a, a it's not like, what is that called with a, a photo, when you take a photo and there's a, a light thing that, right. that happens, you know, the refraction or whatever. It's not like that. You actually can see these orbs, they have dimension to them. And if you blow it up on a computer, you can see they're almost like a three-dimensional and like a, like a uh, soap bubble, really. Right. But inside that soap bubble, oftentimes you might see faces, faces or you might yes. see other things that, uh, that clearly it's not just some... It's not just a bubble. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, not the way the sun was hitting the camera lens or it's not, it wasn't a rainy day, so it wasn't a drop of water on the lens or anything like that. Right. And, uh, and so that's, it's just, it's so magical when that happens. And another way that people do show up in photographs, I've seen many of these and I had this happen to me at least twice. But one, one photograph that I have of myself, if I can find it, I should post that sometime on Facebook, uh, was rather extraordinary. There is a uh, ectoplasm, which is life. And what happens is in photographs, you might see something that looks like a tornado in the photograph. Mm-hmm. This one uh, was taken of me was a white tornado that literally completely obliterated any any body. And it was not a problem with the film at all. I mean, you can see that it has this kind of thing that goes down literally like a, like a tornado looks like that. yeah I see and um, yeah I've seen that in the physical as well oh uh, cool walking through a parking lot I saw it and I thought somebody was blowing smoke in my face I thought somebody was smoking <laughs> a cigarette and it kept happening to me and nobody was in the parking lot except me at, and I kept seeing this this little tornado of white and this is way before I even knew that I you know, was seeing something that was extraordinary or yeah, so Para- paranormal, you know. Yeah. So yeah. But well, very interesting. Very interesting. Well, we're going to uh go to another short commercial break here and we'll be right back. Are your windows dirty again? At Ontiveros Window Cleaning, we offer cleaning services to residential and business properties while specializing in new construction. You are serviced by the pain and not by the hour, so you are guaranteed a quality clean. We refer to ourselves as window detailers with a nose-to-glass policy with flexible hours. So let us clear your views and bring light back into your homes again. Please visit our website at ontiveroswindowcleaning.com or send a text or call us at 801-949-0548 for a free estimate. Hi, Lori Lene, licensed massage therapist and owner of Raven's Call Healing Center in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. We offer several different modalities like therapeutic massage, fifth dimensional work with vibrational sound and light, classes and workshops to expand and grow your spiritual awareness, releasing the blocks in the body that no longer serve you so you can live a more vibrant life. Please check us out at ravenscallinc.com or give us a call at 928-202-1179. You get $10 off your first visit. Raven's Call, healing for your soul. Excuse me. I just <laughs> I just banged the table with my hand. <laughs> and welcome back. You're listening to Until Death Do Us Part. Um, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we're talking about how loved ones can show up as orbs and things like that, but I've also had experiences where they show up as smell or sense. Oh, yes. 
familiar. Um, I remember one Christmas morning, it was not uh, too many years after my mom had passed. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm missing her. And I walked out into my living room and I walked right into a wall of Chanel number no. five. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was her perfume. That was her favorite scent. And that is really distinctive. It's <laughs> very distinctive and very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mom, it wasn't one of my favorite perfumes. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but very, very strong scent. And I knew for sure that my mom was there. It was it was extraordinary for me well yeah I mean you, you can't deny that kind of a it's not just a light scent of something that might be Chanel number five and you walk into it it's like a cloud that's uh-huh. blasting you <laughs> yeah 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 no were, denying they were there. <laughs> well it looks like we have a caller from area code 602 it doesn't actually look like it we actually we have actually a caller have from one. area code 602 so welcome <laughs> hi guys hi hi Thank you for calling in. I love in. your show. Absolutely. Oh. <clears throat> Just Thank so you know, you. it's taking everything I have to do this, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you so thank much. Thank you so much. We appreciate your bravery. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, and that's, yeah, that's really the point of the show is to help people to understand that we want you to be brave. We want you to come forward with your stories, and you don't have to share your name or anything else, but... We know how hard it is. It really is to, to sometimes share these things, especially live on the air if you're not used to speaking publicly to the millions. But it's <laughs> oh, thank you. It's not, it's not to make you so any more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I have a story. Um, it isn't mine, but I lived it with being with this um, y- y- little girl. She was just beautiful. Um, I spent most of my life and my career as a pediatric oncology nurse and ended with um, pediatric hospice. But years ago, when I was at Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York, I had um, this young girl. She was around seven or eight, and she was, at that point, literally dying of cancer. And she had been seriously unconscious, comatose, whatever you want to call it, not just medicated, but truly comatose for um, about two weeks. But prior to that, she was like, I was her primary nurse, and every day she wanted her daddy, wanted her daddy. Well, her daddy was deployed to Vietnam at the time, and that's pretty tough getting him back. But we cut through a lot of red tape, and it took a little while. But um, And every day I would say to her, although she wasn't conscious, I knew she could hear me, and every day I would say, you know, you're, we're trying to get your dad home, we're trying to get your dad home. And there was no response, which I didn't expect, but I knew she heard me. And I think it was about two weeks later, um, we got confirmation that they were flying her dad home. <clears throat> and um, after all these years, these stories still totally touch my heart and soul. Um, so her dad was flying home. I told her that for sure that daddy was coming. And if she could hang on tried to, and we knew she was comfortable. There was no pain or anything, so um, so I felt comfortable asking her to hold on, <clears throat> and her dad arrived and sat down next to her, put his hands on her, sit, and called her by name and said, Sweetheart, Daddy's home. I love you so much. And this little girl opened her eyes as clear as I'm talking with you, sat straight up, had a big smile on her face, said, Daddy, I love you so much, hugged him, and lay down and left. Wow. Oh, that is beautiful. That, that is, is incredibly beautiful. 
story. Thank it's, you. It's incredible. It's incredible to witness this kind of stuff, truly. Because although it was still all on this planet, I know that there were angels and you know the other beings in there. Absolutely. You know, it's uh, an interesting story because what you were saying about you kept talking to the little girl, even though she couldn't respond, you kept talking to her and you knew that she could hear you and you were reassuring her. The same thing happened with me uh, when a friend of mine, Sue, was in the hospital. She had uh, hit her head and, and uh, was had a, a, a cerebral hemorrhage or something mm-hmm. like that, I guess they call it. And she was in a coma. And I remember I went into the hospital and I stroked her arm and I started singing to her the old uh, Susie Q song because she loved the oldies. And she was laying there and she smiled. And and I just I said, Susie Q, I love you. Oh, Susie Q. And (laughs) and it was just such a, a beautiful moment and where I knew she could hear. So I just want to thank you so much, caller. Thank you so much for calling in. Yes, thank you so much for sharing that sweet story. And uh, we have another caller from area code 602. Hello, area code 602? Hello, yeah, you're hi, on the air. Me. Oh, oh, that's oh, you. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, it looks the like call this. failed. Oh, okay. Okay, you it just got appeared dropped for a minute. So, yeah. yeah, it dropped. And so, um, well, I'm glad you called. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm glad you called back because I was going to ask you, is there anything in your, in your work, your line of work that, uh, that is it, is it proven that people who are in a coma like state or at the end of life that they can hear? Is there anything um, you know over, about the Over and over and over again, particularly the children, because they're not all wound up with, oh my God, should I, shouldn't I like adults get? So yeah, with children, the ones that um, did survive, but were completely out of it, truly comatose for quite a while, that when they woke up, they would repeat conversations that we had had with them. Oh, wow. And so uh, I, I knew firsthand that they could hear. Absolutely. That's, that's important. That's really important information for people to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, know, I know people doubt, you know, oh, my gosh, should I talk to them? Whatever. Yes, please, 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 whoever is listening, talk to your loved ones because I know – truly for a fact that they absolutely hear you. They can't respond most of the time, but they hear you and it makes a difference. It really matters. Uh, thank you thank so you. much for sharing that. That is really important for people to know. It really was. And thank you so much for sharing that absolutely touching story. I'm dabbing at my eyes thank here. So. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you for calling in. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank much. you. I love you guys. And happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> love you too. Bye. <laughs> you as well. Bye. Bye. Wow, that was really. That was. Well, for me, that was just very, very touching, very sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, as you know, and as we're getting into holiday time, you know, there's just so many memories, mm-hmm. you know, of loved ones. Um, you know, and if you have a if you have a special memory you want to share with, about, you know, a loved one during holiday time, please call us at 516-666-9881 and share your story, share your memory because that just brings it all closer to home. It really does. It really does. 
and uh, talk to your family members at this time who are on the other side or friends and others mm-hmm. and, and ask them to show up because I, I, you'll find magical ways in which they do. And it can be in the morning, can be in the evening at a quiet time where you're in sort of a state of trance is where they sometimes show, show up. And it, it's really beautiful. Absolutely. And we have a caller from area code 301. You're on the air. Hi, Summer. Hi, you guys. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Can you Thank hear you me? For calling in. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, no, yes, we can. Thank you oh, for good. calling in. Um, thanks. Um, actually, Summer, you probably don't remember me, but I know you. I've talked to Dr. Peebles fairly frequently, <laughs> at least once a year. But um, anyways, I wanted to tell oh. you guys a story that happened. Oh, I don't know. Um, I thought my mom was still alive. So it was probably about six or seven years ago. Anyways, my dad had passed away and that was like 13 years ago. So um, my mom had to have cataract surgery and that was a really big deal to her because she'd never really had any surgery at all, never went to the doctors, nothing. And so um, it was such a big deal to her and she came and stayed with me afterwards and we were sitting in my family room um, just watching TV and she was sitting there seeing as much as she could see after the surgery. And suddenly, um, it was very weird. The, the lights went off, the lights in the room went on and off in a timed fashion. It was very uh, timed. That's the only word I can use to describe it. And it happened, to, I, yeah. I started counting, but I, I lost count. But it was like around 13 times in a row. And my mom <laughs> and I looked at each other and smiled, and we knew it was my dad. And then I looked on the ground in front of my mother's feet and wrapped in cellophane, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, was four no, it's okay. shiny pennies, and four shiny pennies to me represented my three, my two sisters and I, and my mom. And I felt oh. like those were true pennies from heaven. So it was just a oh beautiful story. And anyway, that, I, that was, that was one of my stories. I oh, pennies from heaven! How beautiful! Yeah, <laughs> it was beautiful. How did oh. the light so perfectly, though? It was so bizarre. Like, my dad had slicked lights at me many times before, but they were nothing like this was like, <laughs> I felt like he had help from other beings. He had to have help from other beings or something, you know? Well, I think they get more adept at how to communicate with us because they have a learning curve over there as to how to manipulate mm-hmm. objects and uh, and electricity and that sort of thing, just like we have a learning curve over here to find spirit and and be able to communicate with spirit on this end. It takes it takes practice. It takes a willingness to learn. So that's not surprising. All right, can to me I ask all. you all? Excuse mm-hmm. me, I'm sorry, Sarah. Can I ask you all a question? Um, Absolutely. Or maybe maybe it's not a question. It's about another experience that I experienced. I'll try to be as quickly as possible because I want to give other people a chance to call in. Um, after my dad passed away, I went through this period of, oh gosh, it was at least a year or two, and I still do it to this day, but not like I did back then. I kept thinking, if my dad can send me all these signs, and um, can he show up in a photograph? So I started going through my computer. I went through old pictures. I went through new pictures. I went through everything looking for something that would show that maybe he was there. So given, I mean, I, I saw stuff that wasn't anything, you guys. I know that now. But in my quest, it was almost like a spiritual journey of sorts. And so um, go, go, go in five years, six years, and suddenly 
I don't know if it's nature spirits, if it's angels, if it's my loved ones, but I have many, many spirit photos and I started taking videos and then they really started showing up like crazy. Like they'll do it just to be in the room. Like they know, I think they know my intention. Like I'll take a picture of my dog and they're in the picture or of my husband and they're up in the ceiling and they're very um, obvious pictures. They're not just, Oh, that could be a speck of dust kind of picture. It's nothing like right. that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I guess my question was in my quest for them and looking for my father, many beings came out on my behalf is what I felt like. And does that seem weird to you guys? I don't know. No, it seems perfectly normal to me. Yeah. Um, you, you called them in. You know, you, yeah. you called them in. You set an intention, and they yeah. showed up. You know, they were just they responding so beautiful. to the vibration you were putting out. You know, to to yeah. demystify it a little bit, it's when you mm-hmm. when you set your intention to have communication with spirit, it's mm-hmm. really very similar to saying, "I'm going to go to the grocery store today. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to my." house today I'm going to meet you for lunch today and you set that intention and the more the more you focus on that and the more intent you are with your intention uh, mm-hmm. the more profound things can happen such as let's say you, you plan to arrange to meet somebody for lunch but you're and you want to see mm-hmm. them so badly but suddenly you're steered to go somewhere else for a minute and you find that they're there mm-hmm. and you see them a, a good half hour earlier than you expected. You bump into them at the gas station because we're, en- we're energetically connecting with each other. It, it is an intention. And it's the same thing with spirit. People tend to mm-hmm. think that spirit is going to come and knock on your head and, and, and make their presence mm-hmm. known and all this stuff. But it takes two to complete an embrace. Mm-hmm. And, and so we need to do the work to really say, hey, I love you and I want to feel you. I want to see you. And we reach mm-hmm. out there and the connecting point is love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anyways, I just want to say thank you to both of you. I love the show and I hope you all will keep doing it. It's so uh, nice to have, hear other people, other, your experiences and other people's experiences. And it's just so nice to have someplace where I could call and share it too. That, it means a lot. So thank you both so much. Thank oh, you so much. Thank Thanks you. for calling that in. Means a lot to us. Thank you. Right, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving, you guys. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. And uh, let's take another caller really quick. Area code nine two eight. All right. Nine two eight. You are on the air. Hello. I have. Uh, I was on earlier, and I have something else to, to share with you. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I thought Thank be appropriate. you. So um, I don't have you heard. Have you guys heard of Tom Zuba? Nope. Nope. Okay. Tom Zuba wrote a book called Permission to Mourn, and you can find him on Facebook. And he's got some – it's a great book for anybody who is really missing their loved ones. So – during, you know, especially around the holiday season. It's a great, really short read, and it's just, just very, very uplifting. It's, oh, wow. Uh, just a wonderful way to mourn. And he also is starting to do, uh, like, uh, Thanksgiving suggestions he's got, and there's there's a couple of them. The first one is, is just say their name, you know, during um, Thanksgiving. Don't be afraid to say their name. And then the, the second one is, is, you know, just have some of your, bring some of your favorite pictures and have them out. 
also. That's that's as far as I think he's gotten. But he's posting mm-hmm. these on Facebook, so it's it's really nice. I like that, and and I, nice. yeah. yeah. I, has any have you ever, uh, Liz? Have you ever? And thank you, caller. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for sharing that Appreciate information. That. Yeah. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. So, have you ever set a place for your mom or dad at yes. the table? Yeah. Yes, we did. Um, that first uh, Thanksgiving after she passed. Yeah. We um, set a place for her at home. I was at home then and set a place for her. And uh, my mother used to make the most amazing homemade rolls for Thanksgiving Uh dinner. I mean, they were superb. Mm. And the fragrance of them filled the house. Oh, now I, I can tell you that my sister and I did not make them because we don't mm-hmm. have that talent, but <laughs> it was, it was such great confirmation. And again, you know, we talked about smell being one of the ways that they communicate, mm-hmm. but it was so evident that she was there that sharing that meal with us. My goodness. Yeah. Oh. So, but we did set a place for her and, um, uh, yeah, it was, yeah. I think that, you know, you're just saying, yes, we know you're here. You know, oh, yeah. confirmation of um, our our willingness of that connection. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'm going to do that again. Yeah. I, we used to do that all the time. My mom used to do that for people. And, and sometimes she would just do it for the uninvited guest or the unexpected guest, I guess it was. And, uh, and, and always it seemed that something magical would happen at that place setting. Yeah. Something that you just didn't, didn't expect at all. Absolutely. It's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. Um, it's time for us to take another short commercial break. We will be right back. Hi, everyone. My name is Deborah Burton, and I live in Sedona, Arizona. I sell crystals and crystal pendants, crystal beams for lightworkers. I specialize in white satin spar selenite, angel crystals, and rare crystals of many kinds. I have lots of treasures, and I offer them for very reasonable prices. My website is metaphysicalrealm1.com. The one is the number one, and that is metaphysicalrealm1.com. Thank you for listening. Hey there, this is Jamie Clark. And this is Maggie Norton. We are the hosts of the podcast Psychic Evolution. We are going to teach you how to develop your psychic abilities, mediumship abilities to empower, heal, and love yourself and life. Find your unique soul print of consciousness for self-discovery and realization. Visit PsychicEvolution.net and Anchor.fm forward slash Psychic Evolution. It's all about the love, so join the evolution. Psychic Evolution. Hi, I'm Dave Maroff, Transformational Life Coach and Spiritual Counselor. Are you feeling stuck? Can't find your way? Have the questions but can't find the answers? Life Coaching can help you move forward from where you are in your life to where you want to be. So give me a call at 928-642-8443 to schedule an appointment today or visit my website at www.davehartom.com. I'm here to help you. Have a wonderful day. And welcome back. You are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. And today we are sharing stories about how our loved ones show up around the holidays and let us know that they're with us. Yeah, and we were just talking about uh, 
setting an extra place at the table for our loved ones who are on the other side or friends and others, uh, maybe even a pet bowl. <laughs> yes, a pet bowl <laughs> for your kitties or your doggies. And uh, I just want to share really briefly, when I was 12 years old, my mom and I were getting ready to go to my friend's house for a Passover Seder. And, and I had a lot of, a lot of friends who were Jewish and I went to a lot of Passovers and it was, it was really fun. And I could not for the life of me, keep my balance. I kept tipping over to the left, to the left. And I kept saying to my mom, it feels like somebody's pushing me to the left, to the left. So we're sitting at the Passover table and there was a special place setting. And I can't remember why, what the religious uh, uh, reason was for that at my friend's house. And I told the story about this uh, being pushed to the left all the time. And the woman who was hosting the dinner was just, she just went pale and just said, oh my goodness, I was sitting next to that place setting, which was to my left. And she said, and she, she mentioned the name of the, the, the being that that was in honor of. And that was the first time that I really started to feel like, wow, I started to realize that I was having contact with spirit and it blew my mind, but it was fun. <laughs> I was really excited. That is very exciting. Uh, we do have a caller from area code 949. You are on the air. Hello, 949. Hi, Summer. Hi, Liz. Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hi. It's, this is Nancy, if you can't tell by my voice. I know my friend again. Okay, oh. I can do this. Thank you so much for calling okay. in. Thank you, Nancy, Thank for you. calling in. Take your time. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was, I'll try and make it kind of quick, but I was back when I used to drive the busy, busy freeways of California. I was uh, sitting in heavy, heavy traffic. And I mean, from the toll road to the 91. Uh I'm sorry. That's okay. No, it's okay. It's just, there was hundreds and hundreds of cars and I was just sitting there and you know my sister had passed away and obviously I can having a hard time anyway I was sitting there in traffic and like I said hundreds and hundreds of cars it was bumper to bumper typical freeway traffic for that time of day and so as I'm sitting there trying to merge uh, down pops this, comes this balloon, and it lands up all these cars. It landed on my car. Oh, wow. Facing, oh. facing me was this balloon, and on it it said, I love you. Oh. oh. oh so that I so just sweet. felt like my sister was saying she loved me. Yeah. I don't doubt that at all. Oh, I just got covered with goosebumps at all uh, that is that's so beautiful what uh do you remember the color of the balloon uh, it's been several years i haven't even had to drive the freeways for years <laughs> <laughs> i want to say it was probably like a valentine balloon pink and gold oh. kind of oh, and just nice. facing me with a little string on it it just oh, my floated out of nowhere what a beautiful right there story. in front of my window so were you, were, you thinking about your, were you thinking about your sister at that time? Um, not. She was always on my mind. 
But I yeah. don't, like I said, it's been several years, and I, I don't yeah. really recall if I was thinking of her, but as soon as I saw that, I you knew it was knew. her. Yeah, yeah. And, again, and again, that's what we've been talking about today is how, how do you know? And it just, you, you know. You just know. You really yeah, know. Yeah, you know. I mean, there is it's thousands not. of cars on that freeway. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And right. Right on my hood. Right yeah, in front of my window where I could see it. Exactly. And in that moment, you, you just have a knowing that it's from your sister. And some people might respond to something like that and go, oh, my gosh, there's a balloon in my car. Get out of the way. You know, and it, it might <laughs> them out. Oh, go ahead, Nancy. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it was it was sitting there like right in front of my window. It wasn't even turned around. It was just the part that said I love you was just right there. It's incredible. So, you know. <laughs> I have to I have to say that the most unbelievable part of your story though is that there were hundreds and hundreds of cars on the freeway in California. I'm pretty sure it was closer to thousands. <laughs> it probably was. It, it probably really was because and like I said, it was the ninety one which is probably I don't know, at least eight white eight lanes wide and then I was merging from another one that was like three oh to two gosh. to the one. Oh and I was up there and like I said, there was millions of cars. Okay, millions. Oh, wow. There was <laughs> make, make it brilliant. Let's make it really good. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> so all anyway, those yeah, it landed right there. Yeah, yeah, all of those cars it was yours. Oh, oh there are no accidents. <laughs> and I wanna thank you so much. Thank you so much for calling in and for being so vulnerable, we know that our topic that we talk about here is not the easiest sometimes for people because it does bring up a lot of emotion. And, and to let yourself be, be heard like that and, and in tears just gives permission to others to, to do the same. Yes. Thank you yeah. for your bravery. Well, yeah. I noticed Thank I wasn't the only one, so I thought, okay, I can do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. Thank you okay. so much, Nancy. Well, Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome. Thank you for listening, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. And uh, you are listening to Until Death Do Us Part. And if you have a story you would like to share, please call us at 516-666-9881. And it was interesting, uh, right before we took those calls, you were talking about kitty bowls and doggy bowls <laughs> and things like that. And uh, I had a a cat many years ago. His name was JC. Stood for just cat. <laughs> <laughs> and he he was a very playful, interactive, and precocious kitty. And uh, one of the things that he would do is he would jump on the bed every night as we were going to sleep and come up and get his pets and loves, and then he would, you know, make his exit. And uh, unfortunately, JC had an accident and uh, became paralyzed. Oh. And oh, it, was, it was so painful. We had to put him, we had to put him down because there was just no hope of recovery for him. Yeah. But for months after his passing, um, he would show up at night and he would jump up on the bed. And uh, I kept telling my husband that he was jumping up on the bed. And oh. he's like, oh, no, he isn't. You are, oh, God, you know, you're just nuts. There's no way that cat's <laughs> jumping up on the bed. Well, one night, JC jumped up on his side of the bed. Hmm. And he sat bolt upright, and he's like, holy, 
<laughs> I, I won't repeat what he said, but holy guacamole! <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> and he said, "What was that?" And I said, "The catch." <laughs> but this was also right around holiday time. Uh, J.C. loved Christmas. He loved yeah. to bat all the balls off of the tree mm. and play with them and roam around the house. Uh, we did get really smart, and we bought unbreakable balls after a while. But yeah. um, you know, he he always made his presence known. Yeah. And I just thought I just thought that was just such a fun thing because he, you know even animals you know, still love us. They still want to connect with us. Absolutely. I was heartbroken when my, my kitty, Allie, Allie Cat died and, and uh, really devastated. And I was so mad at him for dying. <laughs> I really was. I was, <laughs> how dare you leave me? And uh, so for quite a while, I had forgotten about this until you just told your story, but for quite a while, see, Allie used to, he, he used to love to get out, get outside in Arizona with the coyotes and, you know, go play with them. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was an adventurous little guy. And um, so he would get out and, and, uh, and then he would oftentimes bring back something shiny and something really shiny. I'm not like, I'm not like a normal everyday thing. It would be like a brand, he stole brand new uh, nails off of construction sites. I'm pretty sure. And other things that were extremely shiny and he would place them at the door as if to tell me that he was okay. <laughs> and when he would get out and I'd be looking for him and, and after he died, I kept finding little shiny things at my doorstep for about maybe a week. Aww. And, and I knew it was Alley Cat just saying, I'm okay, mommy. I'm, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we're laughing, we're laughing a lot about things and some people might think it's weird to make jokes, you know, about, about death. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's but it's it's the joy of living and the joy of the joy of the afterlife, which is just an extension of life here on Earth. It's just more. It's just Absolutely. more. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we explore everything here and imagine if we, we looked and poked our nose in every corner on this school called Planet Earth and saw every sight that there was to see and we were immortal and we lived here forever it would get really boring. It would be like, ah, oh, let's see, I've already learned to be a concert pianist and I'm a, I'm a tennis pro and I'm a this and a yeah. that and I've learned everything I can possibly learn. Yes. <laughs> it's, but laugh, laughter is part of the bond. It's mm-hmm. part of love. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And, you know, it, hopefully as you're sitting around your, your Thanksgiving table this year, you will share laughter mm-hmm. and you will bond with your family in that way. And I, I yeah. realize that, um, holidays are not always pleasant for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they can be quite trying, but love is what's going to hold us together. It's, Absolutely. It's our glue. And, and, you know, perhaps we can overlook some of the shortcomings of our family members. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, find something to smile about. Yeah. You know, my brother is hilarious. I love my brother so much. And, and he always brings levity to mm-hmm. a situation. And some people might think it, it's, out of line or, or, uh, you know, we don't, my, my family never did, but my brother would always bring some, some levity to, to life. And when we were, after my mom passed away and we were spreading the ashes, uh, we put all the ashes in her favorite hat that she wore. It was this beautiful leather, leather hat that was so worn, but she had worn it for years and years and years and loved it so much. So we put them in the, in this hat when we took them out to the land and, so we're spreading the ashes and, and my brother's in charge of holding the hat full of ashes. And I, I take a handful and I spread the ashes and everybody else spreads the ashes. And I go back, I get a second handful 
because there's a lot of ashes. <laughs> I got a lot of ashes. And so I take the ashes and I spread a handful. And I go back again because there's still more ashes to spread. And my brother pulls the hat away from me and he goes, I'm sorry, but only two handfuls per customer. <laughs> and I know that some people may, might be like in shock and horror right now, but <laughs> but for us, it was absolutely appropriate. My mother, I know, absolutely she, loved it. She had to be laughing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, and, and again, you know, just to, when, when my dad came the other night to visit me uh, on the anniversary of his death and uh, one of the things that he used to do when we were kids is he would put us on his lap and he would bounce us up and down on his knee. And he, we called it doodling. Oh. And we'd say, Dad, Dad, doodle us on your knees. You know? And he'd sing the song, doodly, 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 doodly. <laughs> but, and, and as I'm with him sharing this memory, we are, we are laughing, mm-hmm. you know, because it was such a great memory. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, something that, you know, obviously was, probably only funny to us, but, um, you know, for those of you out there that have young children, doodle them on your knees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll create very lasting memories. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's so it, laughter is such a great medicine for anything. Even my mom, when she was alive, she, when my grandpa passed away, she went to Ohio for his, uh, his memorial. And when she came back, she said she had such a great time. And I, and I was nine years old and I thought a great time at a funeral. And, <laughs> but it was the most beautiful experience for her. And everybody shared stories and talked about their loved ones. And, you know, somebody, I read something just the other day. Um, and I'm not sure where I, where I read this, but somebody was writing about, dearly departed loved ones and how after somebody passes away, you're not supposed to say anything negative about them. Well, I don't agree. I, don't I, I think, <laughs> I think that I would want, if I were on the other side, I'd want people to talk about me honestly and openly. And sometimes I have the feeling that some of our loved ones will find out more about themselves than they would have found out on the earth. Right. Because people are being more <laughs> honest about them and who they were. And also in talking about those things, sometimes you come to the awareness as to why they were that way. And it, it really can create a tremendous amount of healing yes. right? where you realize there's no judgment about who they were. It's just who they were. It's the way they were. My mother was an incredible person, but sometimes I'd come home from school and I didn't know whether I was going to get, you know, uh, milk and cookies or Satan at the door. You know, my mom, my mom had a lot of PMS. I think. <laughs> some, some of those days were pretty rough, but <laughs> And I, I know I do the same thing when I tell people stories about my mother because we were such polar opposites that I always say, sorry, mom, but you really were that way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and we hope you had a good time and enjoy it. Enjoy your holidays. And if you're, if you're not selling, celebrating Thanksgiving around the world, if you're listening around the world, I hope you're celebrating something just being who you are and who your family is and coming closer together and bonding. Absolutely. And don't forget to laugh. Absolutely. <laughs> and please tune in again next Friday, November 22nd at 12 p.m. Arizona time. You can find all of our broadcasts on Blog Talk Radio and also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Tell your friends. Post about us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. And thank you. Thank you for letting us know who you are.